Okay, this is the Jasper article from 2011. Uh, I know I've said this before at least one other time, maybe twice, but I'll say it again. This is now my favorite article that we've read, um, particularly just because I love when, especially emotion, when there's any kind of ana- analysis on emotion because it's something that every single person experiences. We all experience the same emotions, but it's all caused by different things and how we respond to them is completely different from person to person. Um, like my family's really big on uh, like Myers-Briggs and then really big on like the Enneagram personality scale. And I just, this article kind of fit right along with that. And it's not so much emotions are a response or it's just, I guess you could say emotion is very cohesive amongst all humanity but it's also extremely unique and individual amongst each person and how we react and respond to the emotions that we feel and what causes them um so i just love the way that he talked about how um i mean right out of the gate he opens with the polarization of emotion and then rationalization and then i like how he just immediately exited that combated he said no like the two go hand in hand they're not some polar concept that can't work together and that Emotion impedes rationalization or rationalization impedes emotion, but rather that they work in harmony and you need in harmony because if you rationalize with that emotion, you're a robot. And if you base all your thinking on emotion and not rationalization, then you're probably crazy. <laughs> um, but I did really like, I mean, he used, I love the countless examples he used too. I mean, I thought it was really well organized um, going through talking about like uh, – queer rights, uh, HIV and AIDS activists, and how that paired with feminist groups. You know, they had a different but similar emotional cause, which really intertwined their groups. And then the flip side of negative things, talking about Hitler, you know, and how he can manipulate emotion and the reputation. I really liked the reputation section talking about shame, because shame will drive people to do crazy things, like the Holocaust. Um, but then also I like how they mirrored the, Hol- or the Hitler example with gay rights examples and how they took shame and flipped it on its head and turned it to points of pride. You know? And then that just elevated them to where the point they are now and they've gained more rights than you know, almost any other group has in the last few years. Um, and then I really like – I think my favorite thing um, – I have to find the exact quote. was towards the beginning. Um, uh, oh, I'm, I'm scrolling through here now. I see another point. The quote from Nussbaum who said, emotions always involve thought of an object combined with thought of the object's salience or importance. I agreed with that statement, but then I immediately thought it, and he said it not a couple sentences later about um, moods, you know, how moods aren't really directed at a certain object or person or, or thing but rather just an overarching feeling that someone has. I also, I say feeling now and how he, it was important and I appreciated how he uh, uh, pointed out the difference between a feeling and an emotion. You know, first, like I have to eat, I need to pee, I need to do something to maintain my physical health. That's a feeling. Um, And then my favorite part of the whole article, which I'd never really thought about, is emotion is the precursor to thinking. And that is emotion. We were talking about emotion and rationalization, but I stand by and he said it and it got me thinking about it. Emotion comes first almost every single time you somebody tells you shocking news, happy news, sad news, something unbelievable. And the first 
physical response that you have to that is emotional. Like if somebody were to tell me a family member died, I don't rationalize that first. My body, I can feel your body like take in the information and you have a physical response to it that protrudes emotion and feeling. And then, I mean, it's instantaneous almost. And then seconds later, you start rationalizing whatever the news is, good or bad. Um, but emotion comes first. And I like how they brought that up, how they saw that in, would they see C- CT scans or maybe KMRIs, something like that, um, where they could actually see the brain generating emotional feelings um, as a precursor to like common rational thinking, or at least just using your brain to not just protrude chemicals that give emotion. I liked um, the connection to it made me think we I recently watched a video about um, just like the history of gang violence kind of like an L not the entire history but like kind of at its peak in like the early 90s and things and just like how emotion the feeling of like not being connected or having a place to be is what drove people to get so involved in their gangs you know and then you know lead to horrible acts of violence and other things um, towards other gangs just because when you have nowhere to go, you have to redirect that emotion to somewhere else. Um, but then I really like how he got more into like the argumentation of it with this rhetorical display section. Um, I think it was just a really well done article and then it just really caught my attention because it's something everyone can relate to. And I also really liked the part um, where he was talking about people, scholars talking about um, protests, you know, and they couldn't quite figure out exactly how it could be so emotionally charged and the rationalization. And it just made me think, like, some of these dudes, like, I'm assuming old white men who had never had any reason to protest because everything in their life was designed to make their lives easier. Um, All it takes is one moment for them to have a reason to protest, to go join a protest, and they'll realize that emotion and rationalization definitely work in harmony together. And that emotion is the key because if you're not emotional about it, then you don't really care. I mean, emotional charge is what gets people to move. That's what causes action. So I just loved how he kind of called him out there a little like they can say that all they want. But like once you experience it, you definitely understand where someone's coming from because they're fighting about something passionate. But I mean, either way, I just this article was super entertaining because it felt really practical and really educational. Lots of stuff I hadn't thought about and learned paired with a lot of things that like everyone thinks about because it's something we all experience. So really enjoyed this one. Look forward to talking about it in class.